Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 124 of the Peak of Serenity podcast. I am one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me as always, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And joining us this week, because we have monk talents, we've got, of course, the big man himself, Babylonius. Hello. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm monk talents landed this week. I'm Huh? Call me the big man. I said, I'm working yeah. out. I'm trying to get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nothing will change the fact that you are at the top of the admin list. Yeah, I know. Alphabetically. Alphabetically, you are actually because Anomaly is currently yep. duck main. That's exactly. true. That is true. Miss um, Weaver memes are a special thing. Um, We're special. We're just special, I think. So our tentative plan, we're going to see how this goes. Our tentative plan, after our experience with the Shadowlands uh, monk abilities, where we had like multiple three-hour podcast episodes, is to uh, break things down a little bit. So today we are going to be focusing on the monk class tree. Uh, and then in future episodes, we'll do deep dives into the Windwalker, Brewmaster, and Mistweaver trees, the spec-specific ones. Um, depending on time, we might go and touch on some of the highlights from the spec trees, like, you know, what's the biggest thing that you're like super excited to see coming back kind of thing. Uh, but the, the primary focus for today is going to be on the class trees. Um, before we get into that, I think there's two things that we wanted to touch on. Uh, we are going to get through them pretty quickly because class trees. Um, so first thing. We're back in Sepulchre, right? Faded Sepulchre this week. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Did not go well uh, <laughs> at all for my raid. Um, so there's, we, uh, or so, yeah, go for it. I was gonna say, yeah. So we, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun for a little bit until we realized that the uh, it's the, actually only one of the affixes, the dispel one, right? To dispel drops yeah. circle puddles on the ground. And sort of you get a nice little buff, but there's also like a harmful part of that where like it increases a bunch of things. Um, namely, it increases the debuffs you get for certain abilities like the bombs on Jailer, which means Jailer bombs go off sooner, which means every weak aura you ever use or boss mind you use was broken this week yeah. if you soaked a puddle before getting a bomb. Yep. Um, so we uh, we didn't do it on Mythic because we, to be fair, we, I don't, we didn't get there on Mythic. Um, yeah. We had That's other funny. issues. <laughs> um and uh and yeah even on heroic it was uh it was annoying to try and have people remember like something they did for 300 pulls of just watching a week or now to forget about watching the week or and watch your actual debuff so yeah um, there's actually extra spice with that too um so the the issue is that the the creation spark like infusion that you get increases the rate at which time flows increases the rate at which time flows which just means everything ticks faster um but if it expires after you jump then it stops flowing faster and your one seconds left on the debuff goes back to like two or three seconds left and then you've jumped too early and now you die mm -hmm. i don't think we hit that issue ours was ours was always like people jumping in late because it was sped up but yeah that's also fun um <laughs> it's so dumb you could be late and then suddenly too early yeah, yeah exactly we had that happen in an alt heroic last night somebody jumped in as it was expiring and they went what the heck my debuff just got longer yeah yeah that's always fun yeah so there was definitely some shenanigans there there was definitely some shenanigans also similar again the similar debuff on lahuvum 
um, with some of the increase. So the debuff also increases cosmic damage, which technically um, it not much did cosmic damage before Sepulcher, but there's multiple bosses that that have it, and that's one of Lahubum's. Is it? It's the it's, it's the other way around. So oh. it's the it's the debuff. If you have the debuff before the dispel, it's a cosmic damage dot. Right. If you miss any of the soaks, it applies a cosmic damage dot to the whole raid. Right. When you go into the protoform bays, um, you get a stacking cosmic damage taken increase. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, my fault. And then, so that means that, like you have to dispel effectively before the bays, unless people have like really significant personals or if it goes on a tank. Because otherwise they just die to the dot in the bay and it gets dispelled anyway mid-bay. And it's... And you have to soak in the middle of doing the bay, which is not ideal. Um, and then if you ever miss a soak going within like bay. 30 seconds of going into a bay, you just wipe because the whole raid has this cosmic damage dot that they then take like plus 100% damage from during the bay and just get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was a fun week. We'll say, um, yeah, we uh we basically I mean, to be fair, we did we didn't even get Anduin down in our raids. So like we basically spent a bunch of time on Lahuvum, um, a bunch of time actually on Holandris, but mostly because we had like just a weird comp for it. Okay. Um, like a ton of melee. Like at one point we had like one of our melee trading with one of our ranged players, which oh just everybody was out of position. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, it was not not a fun raid week, we'll say going back there with all the affixes. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, glad it's. But we did get, we did get your. Was this your supposed nerf that you called last week? Because we did get a nerf. We got a five percent health nerf to the to all faded bosses. Yep. Uh, that- I'm still. I think we're getting a really <laughs> significant one like tomorrow. I think okay. we're getting a big one tomorrow. I think we're going to see very significant nerfs to the downsides of all the affixes. More significant yeah. nerfs to the bosses across the board significant targeted nerfs to bosses like Kel'Thuzad and Council of the Blood and like I think they're going to go nuclear on it and be like yeah we want a thousand guilds clearing Mythic every week Which, I mean I hope I mean, so they're right that's that seems reasonable like I had the I had the idea because I mean I remember joking about this you know long ago but let's just you know just remove the legendary cap you know like let's <laughs> that requires every- your Respect to have good legendaries. Well, but sit, let's just fill every slot that's not tier with legendary. Or you know what? Let legendaries activate your tier bonus and remove the legendary cap. And just fill Jesus. your spec with legend. Because I like I said this back with corruption. Like just let it, you know, for the last couple of weeks, just let it go absolutely wild. You yeah, know, funny so thing why is, not do that? <laughs> it would actually not be correct for a lot of specs to put this all of your legendaries on because they're gonna be twenty or not, they're gonna be fifteen eye levels below. 13 levels below what you can get from mythic yeah so. i mean but it should the bonus should be more than the than the item level loss but i think whatever. you are dramatically overestimating the value of most Some legendaries of them, sure but i mean you're still gonna have like you're gonna have your tier spots yeah like brewmaster would put like, on like one extra legendary maybe two if you wanted to put on the like celestial infusion one yeah, but that's uh, tanks. Like, who cares about tanks? My, my mage would probably put on disciplinary command in addition to Sun Kings, and that would right. be it. I just want I just want to play Feral with Frenzy Brand and Apex and Unity <laughs> and 
and circle of life and death, Ooh, you know, whatever. Just first. have everything tick super fast on everything, proc everything. Like, just go just, wild, yeah. Yeah, just the, you know, get that that fre- that ferocious bite damage up to you know ninety, you know ninety five percent of my overall damage instead of just you know sixty five or seventy. <laughs> but yeah, that would be would be interesting. Yeah, just let it go wild. So that's that's been our experience with Sepulcher. It's kind of been wild. Actually, one final note. If you do try and go pug Jailer or do the Jailer on Heroic, get a large group. The number of soaks that you get doesn't scale with group size. So it is actually significantly oh. harder to do with oh, a small group than with a large group. We ran into this last night in that alt Heroic. We were struggling with getting all the soaks in phase one of Jailer because you got to do the tank soak and you got to do the 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 faded affix soaks and we had like 13 people um and we were finally like well you know we don't think this scales up so we just grabbed 12 people from lfg doubled our group size and then like two shot the boss that's awesome that's funny nice yeah it was it was definitely adventure it was it was funny funny it was probably the worst faded week in my experience which is yeah, I think it was wor- it was worse than Nathria, and it was definitely worse than than Sanctum. Well, like in oh, in Nathria, you know, we wiped to faded affixes, we wiped to the reconfiguration of on Council of Blood, but that's just missed kicks, right? That's just yeah. missed kicks. Um, wiping on Liavum to just like the dot, and to the fact that you have to dispel the dot early, forcing really like bad overlaps where you have to like do moats, and then while people are running out with bombs, you have to dispel the the um dispel the things and do the soaks and then you have the tank mechanic immediately mm-hmm. so there's like this really awkward timing where you have to do it or you just like get destroyed mm-hmm. and then couple it with the fact that live of them is actually really i don't know if it's broken or what but it gives you four dispels on pole where literally yeah, every other that. boss gives you two yeah it gives you four dispels on pole and mm-hmm. then two at every point after that and i don't know if they thought that was going to make it easier because it sure as hell did not <laughs> Now, considering you three healed, like we three healed it, so it's like one of those spells just expired. Like, we based on timing. We stacked. We had hard stacked everybody in melee because the way that creation spark works, the dispel puddles, the, the soak puddles appear around anybody in raid, not around the person that is dispelled. So we hard stacked everybody in melee and hit mass dispel. Uh, that'll work too. That'll mm-hmm. work too. Um. Well, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think. I don't, yeah, other than the fact that hopefully they change some of those affixes next time we get in there. Um, it was just a generally a not a fun raid week, we'll say. Yeah. Um, for yeah, Sank or for Sector It'll be interesting to see going into into Fade Nathria next week, you know, what changes they make, you know, yeah. what the different affixes look for things. You know, really ultimately this, you know, these first couple weeks were the testing phases for these, you know, for. For these affixes testing it in prod yeah. yeah so it'll be uh it'll be interesting you know where they tweak and what they tweak so the yeah. the other thing from this week we had patch 9.2.7 arrive which is the auction house patch we talked about this last week a little bit um it's been a little bit of a mess it's down <laughs> again by the way i was gonna say house. they yeah, Wow had just said that the auction house is down again. Again, <laughs> yeah, it's been. I mean, when it's when it's up and working, stuff's cheap and stuff sells. Like I think 
Yeah. I've like I like post stuff for whatever the min, you know, buyout is and it sells within minutes now. Mm-hmm. Um and the buyouts are are much lower on certain things. Like some things are still around the same price as they were on Malganus, just looking at the yeah. history. But most of it's cheaper, which is which is cool. Yeah. Um, well, there's the gain, a lot the gain of is going to be stuff. on the smaller, you know, the big servers, Malganus, Illidan, Area yeah. 52. Yeah. They're not going to see the gain that, you know, a small server will. You say that uh, there's actually like a number of things that did get cheaper on on uh, Area 52 that they weren't like that expensive. But, you know, you take 30% off the price because now you have the entire region's worth of stuff on there. Stuff like armor kits and mm. in certain enchants that people weren't crafting very much. Um, and missives for legendaries all got quite a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been fun when it's up. Although, yeah, it was it was down for most of Tuesday, I think, or at least late Tuesday into Wednesday, and then yeah. I guess it, it's down again now. So there was um, also a bug where you could effectively dupe gold. Um, if you canceled your auction, yeah. it would send you the gold as if it sold, um, and so awesome. that prompted them to take it down uh initially and then they've had other issues like right now i guess it's down again but in between that point in time where they brought it back up after fixing that and now it, different items you've been able unable to buy right just like it will tell you that like that item is no longer for sale and mm. not sure why uh my guess is that it's some like either some issue with the volume beach like the purchase volume being so high that it just breaks or it's like bots doing their cancel scans and reposting things and mm-hmm. it just like not being able to keep up yeah yeah it's uh and it, and to be fair too on tuesday it was the laggiest i've seen any rating instances um like it was it, it was worse than like peak sire in original Nathria, like we were seeing like three, four seconds of like nothing happening and then a bunch of catch up on yeah. every boss fight. Like like it didn't matter the black Skolex when he the blue portals came or the blue puddles came out in melee, like it would lag and like melee would randomly get hit or you'd look like you're out of it. So yeah. Um yeah. Goldie lag too. So it was Imagine raining Tuesdays. Oh god, I hate it. There's right? so, there's some times where I'm like, why does my like just move it to Wednesday on patch weeks? <laughs> Yeah, um, if you could just do that and no other, you know, issues arise, then I think yeah. there'd be a lot of teams that do that. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if it still worked out, that you could still get two raid days in at least for us. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a, it was a, it was again, I think a, a rough week. But the auction house is cool, so it's a, when it works, it's it's awesome. So, um, cool. And I think the only other thing that happened last week before we get into class, uh, our talent trees from Alpha is uh, they did a bunch of tuning to some of the more difficult dungeons in mythic plus so um actually it's it's kind of a, a bunch across the board but the big ones were um iron docks got a bunch of nerfs to damage across the board um to to a bunch of trash actually um and then similarly lower karazan also received a bunch of nerfs to trash the ushers in particular got hit um a couple of uh counter specific nerfs uh, Maiden of Virtue's Absorb Shield got it nerfed again, um, which is interesting. And then they also made um, more nerfs to Upper Kara, specifically Shade. His Shimmer damage got reduced. Uh, that's when he splits into three. Um, and sort of the stacking dot that occurs there 
is reduced, and then um, Mana Devourer got some uh, damage reduction to its AoE, the energy discharge. Um, so yeah, so tons of Mythic Plus nerfs, particularly to the Karazans and the Iron Docks, the older dungeons, which um, I think makes sense. I think they just haven't seen them on live for years now, just didn't get the original tuning right. So Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, that is the... Uh, I think that's it for. I don't want to go too much. Now. I think that's it. That was that. Bleh, bleh, yeah, I mean, talk. the the nerfs that they did were all good and justified. The main nerf again is a little bit weird, but I can definitely see Pug struggling with that one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, which brings us finally quickly, quickly. It was all, this, look, we only took fifteen minutes to get here. Okay, this is short true. for us. We 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 did. We were very very succinct. Um. I say very non-succinctly. Uh, we are getting finally to the monk class tree. So I've pulled this up, and I've pulled it up in uh, in the brewmaster one, so that neither of you are tempted to comment on the class side of it or the spec <laughs> side of it. I, mean, um, I have it up on my screen. It says Windwalker at the top. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> sounds like a you problem, I, but or, I mean, maybe. Um, okay, so let's, I guess, real quick, a refresher, because it's been a bit since we really talked about talents and the talent tree structure, just like a quick two minute refresher on how things are going to work in Dragonflight. So we're getting talent trees that are in some ways very similar to the old, old talent trees, pre-mop talent trees, um, where every level you get a point that's either a class point that glows in your class tree or a spec point that goes in your spec tree. When you're level 70, max level in Dragonflight, you'll have 31 class points and 30 spec points. Uh, and you just get to take whatever's in your trees. You can do things like taking Kick as a Mistweaver, or taking Instant Cast of Vivify and Soothing Mist as a Brewmaster, although I don't know why you would do the latter. Um, there's a lot of different stuff here. These are also very early. This is still alpha, and pretty much the bottom third of the monk class tree is currently not yet implemented or actually not yet designed in some cases. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I guess let's get into it. Uh, why don't we start off with, uh, we'll make Babs kind of walk us through a little what? bit of the highlights from a woodwalker perspective of the class tree just like what are the neat things that you see there um all right so first thing that jumps out since you know to to be a good team player i switched over the brewmaster tree good choice. um i just would like to point out that yours is symmetrical that is yes. malarkey uh the windwalker one is just asymmetrical enough to be annoying and the mistweaver <laughs> one is completely asymmetrical all, i don't know what the they place. were even trying I'm just but, saying that that means that the brewmaster, like spec designer, is better. Whatever. I mean, no comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll let them know that you know, <laughs> we think that. And um, all right, so to to get into the class, you know, uh, there's some really cool stuff in here. You know, the first things that jump out to really anybody who should be paying attention is the fact that you can get diffuse magic. And dampen harm, and fort brew, and expel harm, and you know uh, other stuff like all together, like the sheer amount of defensive capability that you can have 
you know, uh, Windwalker is not known. It's it is a squishy class, but it's a squishy class if you don't use any of the tools that you have. Uh, right. And and you should pretty much, you know, even currently now have tools for just about everything. Um, so now you're going to have even more tools for just about even more things, um, you know, which is just really nice. Um, you know, we talked a little bit. I was on uh, Maximum stream the other day and we talked about the, you know, the fact that you could stack, dampen, diffuse, fort brew, touch of karma and, you know, have a, almost a pseudo, you know, immune and take some enormous damage hit. Um, you know, Miss Weavers, I know, can do the same thing with life cocoon instead of karma mm -hmm. um, and and stuff like that. So it, it's the just the amount of defensive uh, ability that you can all have at once in the class tree is is pretty staggering. And then the other thing is just the I see what uh, you did there. Of, yeah, right. Uh, the amount of movement speed that you can have, you know, three charges of roll and tiger's lust and you know, uh, transcendence with escape from reality, letting you zip all over the place. Like it, it's just, you know, it's just so much movement, so much that's defensive a, potential. Escape from reality. That's like a Mistweaver PVP talent right now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a legendary. Right okay. Now. Um, but it's just, I mean, the power that it brings, you know, when you can use it is just insane. So it's the, probably functionally the most overpowered thing in the entire tree for what it is that's designed a to bold do. statement it does um, a lot so what this what this talent does uh after you use transcendence transfer you can use transcendence transfer again within 10 seconds ignoring its cooldown during this time if you cast vivify on yourself its healing is increased by 70 percent, and 50 percent of its cost is refunded i think if i'm not mistaken the most important part of this is the first bit where you get to transcend back to your previous location after yeah. transcending out. I mean, they definitely both things have, you know, a place for, for Windwalker, you know, for me personally, you know, the first bit is what's most important. You know, the fact that, right. So now instead of as a Windwalker, you know, you're going to right now you place your transcendence kind of where the boss is, then you run out and transcend back. Right. And then the next time something happens, you transcend out and run back. Now right. you're going to be able to take your transcendence, set it in a safe spot, transcend out, and then transcend right back, you know, because most things that you run out from are going to be within that 10 minute or that 10 second, uh, that 10 second window. So it just, right. you could just zip in and out. And then, yeah, if you're too late or too early, hey, now you have you know, chances are you're going to have maybe some buffed instant vivifies to cast on yourself that are right. then going to do insane healing. Right. Um, you know, buffed instant cost a lot half less, cast like, in vivifies. Yeah. Just it, the, the amount that you, that this single talent can do is just unbelievable. Right. And I think and even there are going to be like, plenty of times that you won't need it. Like it'll be completely yeah. useless and there's no reason to take it. But when you can make use out of it, it's, in, it's just going to be incredible. Yeah. Looking at bosses in Sepulchre, um, for Brewmaster in particular, this would be really, really good on the Jailer. Um, mm -hmm. The phase two mechanic where you run out and you break a pillar with your bomb and then you have to get back and get healed. Um, right now what you do is you put a Transcendence, like you were saying, Babs, on the boss 
and then you transcend back after running out so that you can get you know topped up and heal your healers can heal through the dot because you definitely can't do that yourself right now um but what you could do with this is you can actually drop your transcendence where you need to go transcend to it and then transcend back after breaking it and that is gonna you know you get to spend more time on the boss it's less dangerous there's less risk that you're going to not quite be able to reach the uh the pillar that you're supposed to break you know that's it's a good talent even even for brewmaster like there's just there's a bunch of different clever ways you can use this mm -hmm. um yeah this is this is going to be good yeah yeah I mean, it's just like it's it's a buffed version of you know warlock's personal portal you know with significantly more things that it does yeah and there's also um like i don't want to really gloss over this uh brewmasters get diffused magic yeah that is huge so diffuse magic if you're not familiar because you've only played brewmaster uh, reduces magic damage you take by 60% for 6 seconds and transfers all currently active harmful magical effects on you back to their original caster on a 1.5 minute cooldown. So this is basically, for the purposes of tanking, a super, super buffed Dampen Harm. Mm -hmm. For magic damage, yeah. Um, so a lot of the, the tank busters that Brewmaster has struggled with or the tank effects that Brewmaster has struggled with over the past couple of years are magic effects or magic nukes of various kinds. And so Dampen Har or Diffuse Magic is just like, you know, the best thing for that. Yeah. Yeah, and just I want, real quick on escape, real, escape from Reality, just from a Misweaver perspective too, is that the buff Vivify should also, uh, we can't test this on Alpha right now, but it should also apply to the cleave aspect of Vivify. So like basically any renewing Miss oh you have out is now 70% stronger with this. So like <laughs> there's like a, there's a really good, I know we're not supposed to talk about class stuff, but like in terms of synergy, this one ends up being really good, particularly like if you time it with a ramp or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. We have a, you know, a bunch of renewing miss out. It's just a huge raid wide heal. So, right. Um, and so, one of the things about the the class tree versus spec tree distinction is that for a lot of the class tree, it's supposed to be more like utility stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, you're going to see a lot of things like we're talking about defensives right now with dampen harm and diffuse magic and fort brute all being accessible at the same time for all three specs, um, as well as things like you know escape from reality. Obviously, a very good utility talent. Potentially with some throughput shenanigans for Mistweaver, where you maybe like you transcend just to get 10 seconds of 70% half cost, mm -hmm. like yeah. vivifies um, while you have all your renewing miss out. So it does like cleave and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's only on like the next vivify you cast versus all of them over those 10 seconds. Because if it's all of them. Then, oh, I does say if you cast Vivify on yourself. Yeah. You'd have to self-cast it and then rely on the cleave. Which right. doesn't doesn't matter. The cleave's like it's 70% stronger cleave's gonna carry anyway. Like yeah. that's why I'm well and and 50% cost too. I mean it's gonna yeah. let you spam, you know, bigger. And I guess while we're talking about Vivify, let's go back up the tree a little bit because way up here we've got okay, we've got a couple of points that let us buff Vivify by 40%. 
Um, that is currently a thing that I guess Brewmaster and Windwalker get as part of leveling, but Mistweavers don't for whatever reason. It's your, it's your aura buff. It's our aura buff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then right below it, Vivify is now instant cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't speak to what this means for Mistweaver, but for Brewmaster, this is a really nice quality of life thing where like if you're in a key and you're kiting, and you've got a dot on you, you can now continue kiting while also healing yourself. Yeah. You don't have to like stop and try and squeeze in a vivify in between expel harms or whatever, uh, while also keeping out of range of everything. You can just keep booking it and heal as you go. Yeah, for or sorry. I was say, like when you know, since I've been playing Pharaoh, like having instant regrowth is like it, is just really, really nice to be able to cast it while moving, to be able to slide mm-hmm. it in, you know, to, uh, you know, a second or two of downtime, like having instant vivify is just going to be really nice to be able to cast it while running in out of things, especially now. Hey, if I'm already going to be running out with transcendence, like now it's going to be buffed and cost me less energy. Like it's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah, and for for Mistweaver two, um, it's nice. I mean, it's nice to be casting on the move. It's already a one point five second cast, so for us, like, it doesn't change how many you can cast now that it's instant. It's just you can do it while moving. Um, but the bigger thing is the forty percent increase, which is I'm assuming they'll tune the numbers. But right now, it's just Vivify is just forty percent stronger for Mistweaver because they didn't tone down our Vivify. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just forty percent stronger now. So we'll we'll probably see that tuned a little bit down. If not, it's just it's just those three points are just yeah, the class tree is like ridiculous at least for Mistweaver for like certain buffs to those things right. Um, and this being this being one of them is just yeah, the instant cast is nice. I mean, it's probably something you potentially can skip um, if you don't like if you think you can plan cast, but it's it's really good now um, instead of like casting essence font or renewing mist or anything that's like off cooldown as you move, you can hit vivify a couple times. You like run out of an ability or like move with the group. Um, and still do a, a fair amount of healing. So um, it's it's definitely a nice change. I mean, the bigger change, though, will probably is actually in PvP for Mistweaver because now you have a you spammable. Can't Vivify. Yeah, you can't kick mm-hmm. Vivify anymore. So um, it's definitely going to probably see like it's probably a bigger impact to that side, the PvP side of the class than, than the PvE side. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that's makes true. sense. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's actually yeah. going to be the case for Brewmaster and, well, Brewmaster PvP lol. Uh, for Brewmaster and Windwalker in PvP yeah. as well, you know, being able to instant cast like as a as a Windwalker, you transcend behind a pillar, you sit there, you take your buffed instant cast vivifies, and you just heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, Windwalker yeah. in PvP relies more on expel harm, but that's got a fifteen second cooldown. Right. You know, so being able to, you know, keep expel harm on cooldown for the, you know, for the cheaper cost and the chi generation you know but then have vivifies you know also is just going to be you know it's going to be a big difference you know windwalker has uh, historically been you know struggled so hard in pvp uh, we'll hear people cry never about. ever been a meta class definitely not one of the dominant specs for three tiers this expansion <laughs> <laughs> yeah at all yeah but no yeah so that's like the vivify talents are they're interesting as to where they're sort of they're placed um and i feel like they'll we'll definitely probably see some numbers tuning at least on the the increase on the on the misweaver side the instant cast though i'm really interested to see 
if that actually stays, particularly, like I said, for PvP for, for Miss Weaver. Um, yeah. But, I would hate to lose it due to PvP, but right, yeah. I could see it not sticking around for PvP. They could yeah. theoretically just tone it down, reduce Vivify healing in PvP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to compensate. So no, yeah, definitely. Um I guess from from there, I mean on the on the cat like on like is the initial abilities, not the capstones, but the initial ones. In terms of that soothing miss node for like non misweaver sides, like what are your guys' thoughts on that's even a thing you'll take? You just actively avoid it. I think actively that, avoiding it. Yeah. I, I think I mean, you take it if you want the third charge of roll, and otherwise you completely skip it. Right, gotcha. which, I mean, you're already going to have Tiger's Lust. You know, now you're going to have extra transcendence capability. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to need a third charge of roll for? You know, most of us have been living with Tiger's Lust or three charges of roll, you know, or Tiger's Lust or Chi Torpedo. You know, mm -hmm. so now you're going to be able to have both. Uh, and you're just not it's just not going to be necessary to have the extra. It's not worth two, you know, talent points, you know, that would be much, much better to be put in, you know, the, one of the AOE group buffs, uh, right. you know, or, or something like we'll that. Which we'll get to in just a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say is right now you can, without this node, you can get Tiger's Lust and Chi Torpedo, but your Chi Torpedo will only have a single charge. Yeah, which is weird. So if you do want Chi Torpedo, I do think that you take this. I think you suck it up and you go over here and you take the second uh, charge yeah. of roll so that you can get Tiger's Lust and also um, double Chi Torpedo. I think um, you just don't take Chi Torpedo in that situation. I mean, like if, I 100% I, I agree because like I don't like Chi Torpedo. Chi Torpe like if you're taking Chi Torpedo, it's because you need to go a long distance quickly. Yeah. Right. Like Chi Torpedo is the marathon talent. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, even then, like, buffs, like doing, uh, doing, so the, the last time that you really needed to run a marathon as a brewmaster was the jailer. Uh, there was mm -hmm. one of the pillars that you had to go and break that was quite a ways away. And you didn't really run Chi Torpedo for that because Chi Torpedo with the jailer's room is bait. Right. Chi Torpedo is how somewhere. you, yeah. Chi Torpedo is how you fall in the hole and die. So you took Tiger's Lust instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was, yeah, the thought, I mean, I know we moved to Chuchu Peter, but the Soothing Mist thing is just, yeah, it's interesting that you guys would also take that one. Um, Honestly, um, that should maybe just be Vivify. Yeah. I don't know that that works for the initial leveling process. So the way that the abilities yeah. are going to work is that from level one to ten you get your kind of like core abilities your tiger palm your blackout kick you know those things that everybody gets and then um once you hit level 10 you start getting talent points and those talent points give you the rest of your abilities effectively over the course of your leveling process you get one every level you can put it wherever you want um and you just get to get to get these things over the course of leveling um so I don't know if it works to like give soothing mist, you know, whenever you get vivify. If you get vivify at like you know level four or whatever right now, right? Like, yeah, it's level four. I don't know that giving you soothing mist there is really doing the same thing, right? Like, how often yeah. are you gonna when you have an instant cast potentially? 
you know, a couple levels later. Like, yeah, you maybe will use it, you know, in that kind of whatever five level in between, you know, where maybe Soothing Mist does more healing than Vivify until you, you know, until you snag the, you know, the Vivify buffing stuff. Um, Yeah. But it just doesn't like you can't move while doing it. You can't, you know, uh, do a lot of stuff. You know, it it lets you cast Vivify instantly, which then you're going to get in a couple levels. It's it's even on top of that, like, you know, if you're looking at doing this in group content, as a brewmaster, you can't cast this while tanking because you will mm-hmm. stop being able to dodge things. So you will die a very painful death. Which means that you can only use this while you're not tanking, which basically means you cannot use this in group content except for raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually also in solo content because it's not worth casting this on yourself over just like dodging things. Right, or or yeah, self-casting, just a spell that's stronger. Yeah. Right, like you're not going to fire more vivify. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that means that you're in a situation where you're like, I want to sit here and channel Soothing Mist on this target, like my co-tank or somebody that's getting a a significant dot on them or something. And I just cannot see a scenario where you do that instead of letting the healers handle it. If the healers can't handle it, then you can just like dump your entire energy bar into instant casting vivifies. And... That just seems better than spending a GCD on Soothing Mist first. So my the, the thought that comes to my mind, and this is probably not, it probably doesn't make sense mathematically, but Sun King is the only situation that I can think of oh. where as a Windwalker, yeah. I would want to be pumping out as much single target healing. Like when I right. was doing Sun King the other day, Right. It all I don't have any idea what to do. Like, so I just cast Soothing Mist and spam Vivify until I ran out of energy and then or until I ran out of meta and then, you know, rinse and repeat. Like you could be able to do that as a Windwalker, but for a significantly limited, you know, functionality because you're going to run out of energy. Right. Well, right now, Soothing Mist does not have an energy cost. So. Well, yeah, but you I'm talking about. Enabling, yeah. allowing you to spam Vivify. Vivify. Yeah. You know, that that's where the energy costs come out. But if I'm already going to have an instant cast of Vivify or right. for a Windwalker where Vivify is really more or less the same speed as your GCD, you know, it, you're not really gaining anything. You know, for, for a Windwalker, yeah. your, your Vivify, the gain for that is being able to do it while moving. Yeah. And Soothing Mist prevents you from being able to do that. Yeah, I mean, if Soothing Mist had a healing amp on it, like Enveloping Mist does, then I could see there being a point to doing this for something like a Sun King boss. Um, But the healing amp is on Enveloping Mist, not Soothing Mist. So there's really, like, this talent just doesn't really make sense for Brewmaster or Windwalker to effectively Mm -hmm. ever take. So the only reason that you take it is if you want to access the, the very left side of the tree. There's this cluster of nodes that is only accessible if you take Soothing Mist. Mm -hmm. And real quickly what those are, um, we've got the second charge of roll. Very good, but maybe not worth the extra point in Soothing Mist. Crackling Jade Lightning, range increased by 10 yards. Very unlikely to be worth it. Uh, A 2.4% increase to all healing received. 
which is actually very good for Brewmaster, but you're not going to want to spend effectively five points to reach this because you'd have to take <laughs> you'd have to take Soothing Mist. You'd have to take the second right. charge of roll. I mean, have to. You would want to take that. But then you also have to take the increased range on Crackling Jade Lightning. Um, and it's just like, that's a lot of investment for 4% increased healing received. Uh, mm. And then we've got Tiger Tail Sweep, another two-point node, uh, which is good. I use that on the Jailer, and it's actually very, very good there. But it's, again, like, are you going to spend four points for that? And then uh, Elusive Mists, reduce damage taken while channeling Soothing Mist. So this one is just actually a dead talent if you're not planning to cast Soothing Mist. Right. Yeah. And even still, like, who's going to need that reduced damage taken? Like, maybe a Brewmaster, but 6% is I, like I think nothing. That's a... And yeah. it removes your ability to dodge and parry even yeah. while doing it. Like, so... The, and if the you're going to sit there, if you're going to sit there channeling something to reduce damage taken, you're going to sit there channeling Zen meditation. Right. It takes sixty percent reduced damage, not six percent. Like I think, with like I, when we were talking the other day on Max's stream, like Trell said, you know, the extra crackling jade lightning range is nice for brewmaster and keys. Yeah. Right. To I be able that. to pull things farther back, you know, get yeah. to your line of sight quicker and stuff like that. But that's not going to be worth taking you know, three talent points. I, I could actually see you direction. doing that in keys because the only really dead talent point there is Soothing Mist. Right. You don't want Soothing Mist, but if you have a, a kind of a flex point where you don't really, or a couple of flex points, you don't really have a strong need to put in any one location. I could see you taking Soothing Mist and just like never putting it on your bars just to mm -hmm. get the, the the third charge of roll really and the crackly j lightning range there is also not to get ahead of ourselves there is a talent in the brewmaster tree that interacts with crackling j lightning it is not something where you would really need the increased range because part of its effect is to make one of your melee abilities stronger so does not <laughs> yeah. really interact in a way that would make you want increased range on crackling j lightning but i mean yeah we have like windwalker has emperor's capacitor in our tree right but a emperor's capacitor is behind feline stomp which is a whole other uh discussion but b like 10 more yards is not if you need that 10 more yards somewhere you're probably better off just waiting until uh you know until the boss is a little bit closer so see and there's some things i could see like uh, if you've done the cheese strat for the final boss of Upper Karazhan, where you just sit at out uh, outside the area, like there's this circle at the end of the spaceship that you're on, mm -hmm. that if you stand outside of that, the boss just continues chain casting his disintegration beam, and your casters can just sit there and, and destroy the boss without him ever doing any mechanics. Um, so Crackling Jade Lightning increased range, you could like sit out there with them and chain on Crackling Jade Lightning. <laughs> Yeah, cool. you know, stack up your Emperor's Capacitor beforehand, get to that platform, sit there, and you do your one good Crackling J Lightning cast, and you yep. sit there and wait for them to finish it off. Cool, cool, can't wait. Yeah. Um. So Hina Lover in chat um is saying the only reason I can think of for the healing for the soothing mist talent is because of the healing statue. You place your healing statue mm -hmm. down, do a one second soothing mist. Uh, and then your statue heals that target, which is how it currently works. Right. Um, and that makes some degree of sense. So jumping down to the very bottom of the tree, uh, we've talked about a lot, I think, of the highlights earlier, like farther up in the tree. I mean, I briefly mentioned that Mistweaver can get Spear Hand Strike, aka our kick now. So Mistweaver is going to have a melee kick that, available to them. 
for actually not a significant cost because like uh yeah. taking your poison and disease to spell is right there mm -hmm. and then you might as well go and grab spear hand strike as well or you take tiger's last temporalysis and then you go take spear hand strike so it's really not very difficult for them to get access to that um if we move down the tree just a little bit we reach uh the past the 20 point gate so at this point you have to have spent 20 points um on abilities above it and then you effectively are left with 11 points to spend below this point gate and there's three rows uh and there's basically a giant cluster of talents this is where i guess for for the record this is where escape from reality is mm -hmm. we also have the fatal touch legendary from right now that reduces the cooldown of touch of death by two minutes also here also going to be lots of fun uh, mm -hmm. And then we have a bunch of talents that give uh, buffs to people around you. So one of them, uh, it's a two-point talent, two or four percent avoidance. Uh, there's another one. Uh, let's see, where is it? Two or four percent leech. Uh, and then of course, wind walking, which got gutted. Yeah. Two or four there's percent no movement speed. Like it's that just, should be like that should be like seven or fifteen percent movement it, speed. It, yeah, that's it. Really should be, you know, even five to ten, you know, yeah. but seven to fifteen would make it usable. Right. So it's currently fifteen percent, right, or is it ten percent? Uh, ten percent, I believe, without pulling my game up. Okay. So yeah, five ten percent easy game. These but, are uh. Oh, so I was going to say the, the group buffs are, are interesting, right? In terms of like the, yeah. the, the, the avoidance one, I think is honestly, people look at it and think it's not that big a deal, but oh, this is huge. 4% avoidance is, is massive in terms of like, huge. it works on any environmental damage typically, or any like yeah. boss AOE damage. So it's a, and it's just a flat reduction of of four percent right so in that yeah. case like that's a that's a mass amount of damage to your raid i think it's going to depend number one on the range of these things right meaning if they're just melee right. range <laughs> right now for for the other thing that got nerfed about wind walking is it got reduced to a four yard range it's a right. two or four yard range which 100 cannot stay because two no, yards is like yeah. literally being stacked inside each other's hitbox right yeah so i think i think for either the avoidance or the leech buff right like you'll I think you'll, it, we'll have to see what the range is on them. I don't know if they'll end up making them like room wide, so raid wide, meaning like regardless of where yeah. you stand it is. But if it's like, you know, a five or, or 10 yard range, I feel like that might be a little too small because you're yeah. only going to be able to hit the melee group in general, right? So it'll yeah. look like if it's like a Holandra's fight, generally fairly useless unless during the transition you'll get a little bit of it. Right. Um, or even like, even like a fight like Jailer, right? Like you'll, you'll miss out on a lot of it, particularly as you move from place to place. At least as a yeah. misweaver, right? Because we'll we'll like the way that I play that fight is I always move first, so I'm always ahead of the group wherever we're moving right. towards. So like, yeah, I'm generally out of range, at least that type of range of people. So, um, but no, I think these are these are, I, don't know, I like these. I don't know, they're cool notes. Yeah, I mean, being able to be a windwalker, like leeches, you know, leech. The real benefit for leech is going to be the misweavers and the holy paladins, yeah. you know, in in melee range, but. Being able to bring four percent avoidance to the rest of melee, you know, that's a pretty sizable, you know, for for what the what generally damages melee, it's pretty much just a flat two and four percent, you know, damage reduction for the whole for the whole melee group. 
you know, yeah. maybe even the tanks, you know, depending on how big the, the, the range is and the hitboxes. Yeah. Like that's a that's a sizable chunk of of damage that's saved, you know, just by two, you know, for two talent points. There's a lot of tank mechanics as well that are actually just AoE hits. You know, anything that's a frontal is an AoE hit, gets reduced by avoidance. There's a lot of those. So this actually is also like, even if you're like playing Monk, you're playing Brewmaster, you cannot actually get, if it's the range is too small to give to other people besides like your co-tank, you still want this because it's just 4% reduced damage on a lot of tank hits. Not everyone. Like Rygalon, this would you. not be super. I mean, it would it would be good because of the downstairs phase. Like you would use this for the collapsing, uh, the the star collapses downstairs. Um, you it's useless upstairs because the main damage there is single target from the boss. But then there's things like I guess the infamous example is Argus. Argus had this huge tank hit. There was also a an AOE frontal, so it got reduced by avoidance. So if you had you know, 4% avoidance, you just took 4% less damage from it, which then stacks with all of your other damage reductions from versatility, from stagger, and from cooldowns to just make you that much tankier. Mm-hmm. Well, and the nice thing about this is because it's a percent and not a number, it's going to be over on top of, you know, if you're for some reason at the DR cap, right. you know, for, for which is what, 20% for avoidance? Like, it is you're not 20% avoidance, like, and then it starts to DR. capped. But well, it has yeah, a, but it's, it's, it's a got a, like a big DR. DR, yeah. Yeah, so, but this is just going to be over on top of that. So this is not going to DR at all. Yeah. Like, so this will, yeah. this would allow you to basically be at 24% avoidance before the DR starts to kick in, you know, which yeah. is mm-hmm. just a sizable chunk. Yeah, I mean, having our entire melee group just take 4% less, less raid damage is mm-hmm. like pretty compelling. Um, especially on a fight, you know, you imagine something like Lords of Dread, right? During the swarms, oh. you're sacking melee for that fight anyway. Just during the swarms, all of your melee taking four percent less damage is big. It's really right. big. And most of your, ra- I mean, for something like that, most of your range is going to come in and get stacked up too. Yeah, like you're talking about pretty much the whole raid taking four percent reduced damage. That could very well be the difference between right. a couple pulls. You know, your healers being able to to handle it or not. And right. so this is kind of, um, there's one raid buff that people often forget about, and that's uh, Devotion Aura from a Paladin that is just 3% damage reduction to the whole raid. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is, effectively. It's 4%, it's only on AoE hits, and it's an indeterminate range from you, the player, right now. But Devotion Aura, I guess, technically also has like a 40-yard range or something. Right. Um, but that is, um, this is basically that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that any of the monk specs can bring, which is uh, is nice. Cause I think, I mean, to be fair, looking at what the talent that precedes it, like the the touch of death talent, like I feel like that's yeah. something that Windwalkers definitely will take, and even like Mistweavers will move over there, um, if if not just to get the, the those two points, right? Because it's right. just a solid up or you know a buff to right. the raid. So and so Brewmaster the, will already be there because of Fort Brew and, and Expel arm. arm, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I think most of the time that node will probably fall like you if, if you have one of each right you're going to want your mistweaver grabbing leech and you're going to want your brewmaster you know maybe and your windwalker grabbing right. the avoidance yeah I, I think the leech one is actually more rough so we talked about like the stuff that leads into this avoidance one 
is the touch of death talent. So the baseline touch of death is just the the like kill it when it's got less health than you. Right. The talent here is the one that lets you use it on targets that have left less than 15% health and it does, you know, reduce damage. Um, which actually, funnily enough, I think you don't take as brewmaster because it lets you screw yourself. I think you skip this talent as a brewmaster. And in fact, you only take the one that reduces the touch of death cooldown. And then you just get the max HP execute every time. It's impossible to screw up. But yeah, I mean, one of the things that's going to depend very heavily on this, and we talk about this a lot more when it comes to the Windwalker tree, because um, I don't know how much touch of death stuff is in the Mistweaver, the Brewmaster tree, but I'd imagine none. it's not five nodes. No, it's like not. Windwalkers. Um, so there, you know, looking at the Windwalker tree, we very well could get the legion version of touch of death you know um just because gale burst exists in the windwalker tree and a bunch of other things Uh that really kind of point in that direction um you know so now it just that aspect if we get the the legion version then this you know touch of death rank two talent doesn't make a ton of sense so looking at the windwalker tree and the class tree there's some you know dissonance between what's available um that's gonna make you know certain things more powerful or less powerful depending on what we end up getting right and you can still like i said you can get the one minute touch of death cooldown right without actually taking this talent so for brewmaster there's kind of a trap where touch of death does so much damage because your hp is so high and doubly so right now with our tier set um our hp is like incredibly high uh that I would actually love to be able to turn off the piece that lets you push it and only get a third of the damage that you could get out of it. Mm-hmm. On a raid boss, you may not do that, especially if you've got two monks in the raid. If you've got two monks in the raid, you right, you definitely... Incredibly one of you takes this, and the other one maybe skips it, and you like coordinate that before, before the pull. But like in a key, um, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want the 15% execute. I want the ability to just like do 200k damage with it reliably like the the worst feeling is seeing that it's about to cross under your like current hp and you you push touch of death and you just just missed it you just a little bit too early and you only get 70k damage instead of 200k (laughs) and yeah yeah, that's a bad feels Uh, but anyway the like for for a windwalker you know to go off that bad feeling like you know there'd be times with mango or you know even playing with you like where i'm popping fort brew so that my health you know just ekes above yours i mean this was yeah. obviously before the tier bonus you know yeah. to where my windwalker health just ekes above yours so that i can try and get that touch of death off faster yeah. and then yeah. all right so then the brewmaster is going to save their fort brew so that their health goes you know just that yeah. little bit higher so i definitely you know can understand which where. actually because of the existence of dampen harm now uh or diffuse magic for brewmaster it's you could actually save fort brew for this mm-hmm. like right now only having effectively two cooldowns with uh fort brew and dampen harm it's really difficult to justify saving fort brew for like that that bigger execute as a brewmaster like you probably do want to actually use fort brew as a defensive uh you, you probably do um, but if you've got Diffuse Magic instead, um, you can actually use Fort Brew as like a DPS button, mm-hmm. which is probably not what they wanted, but you could. Um, 
I, I with the ability to like turn off the 15% damage or 15% health execute, I actually don't think it's necessary. But um you could. Right. Especially if you take the reduced cooldown on fortifying brew. That's one of the I guess real quick. Fortifying Brew over here. So we get our baseline Fortifying Brew. doesn't have the stagger effect that it gets um, from the the monk spec or the Brewmaster spec tree. Um, but there's a choice node right below the baseline Fortifying Brew that does one of two things. One of them is reduce the cooldown by two minutes, which is uh, good for Mistweaver and for... Actually, good for everybody, but mostly Mistweaver and Windwalker. And then there's one that uh, the tooltip is wrong on Wowhead. If you look at it, it says it increases stagger. What this actually is, is increases your dodge and armor by 25% while it's mm -hmm. active, which is very, very good for Brewmaster and Keys. Um, I don't know. So Trell was talking about this on Max's stream that like maybe you go with the reduced cooldown so you can have Fortifying Brew up for every pull, right? Like there's a compelling argument there that if you can just have fortifying brew up every pull, you just do mm -hmm. that, and you don't take the bigger cooldown. Um, but with the other cooldowns we get, maybe it's worth taking making fortifying brew a, a, a cooldown that is more valuable when you do push it, and you mm -hmm. rotate it with your other ones. Um, so we'll we'll have to see how that works out. But both of them are pretty compelling. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the funny thing though is that, like as a misweaver, like we'll never take that. Right. Like a four minute mm -hmm. cooldown on another defensive or like what you have to sort of invest to get over there. It would be different, I think, if the fortifying brew well, no, it wouldn't matter. I was saying like it'd be different if fortifying brew the the um the ability point connected with the choice node for celerity and chi torpedo, but you're probably gonna take spear hand strike anyway if you're heading over right. there. Um, so you already are at that node. So yeah, I mean the I think the problem not the problem, but with Mistweaver here, it's like they're you don't want anything beyond fortifying brew, and to be fair, if you're not going to the two percent or the the avoidance node, then technically you really don't care about the um, the rank yeah. two touch of death, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and going through there. So like that whole corner is sort of a, like, unless you're getting four percent avoidance because you're the only person in your raid that can do it, you want to sort of avoid it. And going through fortifying brew to get it is like the least efficient way, uh, yeah. point wise. So. It's actually, um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about some of the dependency issues in this tree in a little bit. Maybe that, yeah. that can be our final final piece of this. I want to talk a little bit about, so in order to get the avoidance one, like we said, you either have to take the rank two touch of death or you have to take expel harm. And to get to expel harm, you have to put two points into fortifying brew and that requires two points into paralysis. Like there's actually like okay, you want paralysis, you want fortifying brew as a brewmaster, you want expel harm. It's super super free to go down there and just like take the avoidance. Um on the other side of the tree, we have the leech. Dead opposite. Uh you and your allies gain an additional 2 or 4% leech. Uh in order to get this one, you have to go through either the instant vivify, which is fairly good. Um, mm -hmm. Or you have to go down through the reduced damage taken while channeling Soothing Mists, which is not very good. I think even for Mistweaver. Yeah, we're, I'm toying with the idea that this might be good, depending on boss fight, because you're going to be channeling. Anyway, don't, we'll not talk about it. It could be good. Yeah. There, there are situations okay. where it, it could be good. It's situational. Uh, yeah. It's maybe better in PvP, but I don't think you really want to channel Soothing Mists in PvP anyway, because then you get kicked and you're nature locked and you can't cast anything. Yeah. Um, 
but then from there you take uh either chi wave or chi burst this is a choice node you can pick one of the two uh and this is actually a pretty pretty good choice node um we currently kind of choose between these two uh in live so mm -hmm. you know pick one of these and i need to unspend some points elsewhere so we can continue clicking down and then you take during roll you are immune to roots and snares yeah which it's... is not it does not do what you think it, this is currently a legendary that no one literally no one ever has ever at any point crafted for any reason <laughs> No. There is no reason to take this. It doesn't even do what you would want, which would be like dispel roots or snares when you roll. You cannot cast roll if you're rooted. You cannot like you cannot roll out of a root with roll out. You can't do it. It's like it needs at least an additional line of like you may cast roll while rooted and during roll, you are immune to roots and snares. So, like, it doesn't dispel. It just, like, in theory, lets you move during roll. And, like, if somebody tries to root you while you're rolling, then you just ignore it. But you have right. to... Ar right now, you already have to be rolling. So it's like, if you're rolling past a mage and they try and frost over you, you ignore it. But only if they cast it while you're rolling. It's so bad. It's incredibly bad. But it's mandatory if you want to take the leech. Right. Yeah, and for and for Mistweaver to get over here, like you're already gonna get Chi Burst, generally speaking, anyway. Like, and, and I mean, I think the the depend the, this is just a one point node that I feel like is problematic. I, you know, yeah. since we already talked about Instant Vivify, you're gonna be at Instant Vivify anyway. So to get down into the Leech, it's really just a two point investment um, to get down there. The rollout one is is a, a weird talent just in general um, because of what you mentioned, <laughs> but it's um. It's not, at least for Mistweaver, it's not a huge investment to, to get to this side of the tree. Right. And, even, and actually put some points in it. Even for Brewmaster and Windwalker, it's not that bad. Because, like, Windwalker, you probably still want to take Chi Burst, maybe, as, like, a Chi generator. Yeah. For Brewmaster, taking Chi Wave or Chi Burst is not a hard sell. Like, they're both pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, rollout is the really weird one. It's just such a... I'm shocked that they brought it back. Like I said, yeah. it's a it's a... A talent or a legendary that got added in Shadowlands, and literally nobody has ever used it. I have not seen a single person ever have this legendary crafted, let alone equipped. Right. It's extremely situational just because it's such a short window where it actually does what it says it does, which makes you immune. Right. Um, and then you get, yeah, and then you get to the leech one, which I mean, I think the difference here from avoidance rate is again we talk about what's the range on this, you know, how much your rate can you hit with it, right? But just the fact that you get 4% leech is not... I feel like, in general, healers love leech just because it works anytime we heal another player. And it works right. on every heal. So, like, any hot that we put out, any, like, direct heal that we put out, we just have a lot of healing... Like, at least it's a misweaver. You have a lot of healing events out when this, like, to make use of this. And it's 4% of that across the board. Right. Um, so it's just generally very good. Um, I feel like, and you know, damage dealers and tanks sort of care a little bit less about leech just because of the... Actually, I don't know why. I'm assuming it's just not as good as taking less damage, healing up the damage after the fact. But um, it's, it's also that there's a difference in scale of healer output versus uh, damage dealer output, and especially tanks. Like, yeah, when you're tanking, you're doing half of a DPS's damage, so leech is healing you for half as much as a DPS's leech. And then right now, DPS numbers are like half of what good healer numbers are. That's true. 
So mm-hmm. then again, DPS are doing half of what a healer would do with leech. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's this is a at least for Mistweaver, this is almost a no brainer. You'll generally always pick this up. Um, primarily, I'll say not because it's good, it's just easy to get to, and you don't need a lot of points after this. We'll say, I think we're getting to like the, the capstones yeah. here, but you don't, as a healer, you don't need or miss you don't need a ton of points past this point. I'll say, yeah, um, so there's. The there's three more talents uh, before we actually reach the, cap- the capstone. So all of this stuff kind of starts to coalesce into three final lines. Um, so starting from the left, we have save them all. When your healing spells heal more than three people below 35% HP, heal for an additional amount. Uh, the the amount, this is not yet implemented, so we don't know the amount, but an amount. Mm-hmm. Um that seems actually fairly reasonable. Like you think of like a meteor on SLG or something that's chunking the raid and then your healing spells just like heal for an extra amount. It's not like great, but it is. Yeah, it's it's going to depend on number one, what that means in terms of like how they actually implement yeah. it. Is it a buff that lasts for an X number of time after this occurs? Is there an ICD on it? And then yeah. to be fair, the like the general issue with something like this in healing is that if the entire raid drops below 35%, typically you have a raid cooldown for that already. And typically there's not a lot of damage after that big event. So like you're getting a healing buff to heal Yeah, when you don't need it. So it's, it's an interesting one. I think it, it would be, it would probably be good on a fight where you're seeing a lot of spike damage on maybe individuals like, guardians actually generally might be good on because you'll the whoever the stars are targeting are going to drop so you'll do some healing to them when they get low be able to stack it up um or get or get the get the the proc right um ragalon two you'll have like random individuals really any raid fight where you have like one or two individuals taking a lot of damage um yeah where like this potentially becomes useful but it, it it all depends too on like how they implement it meaning is it just an additional like four or five percent all the time at this point, or is it just four or five percent for your next spell cast? Is it four or five percent for your next, you know, ten seconds? So, um, yeah. a lot of ifs here on if this ends up being good, um, and a lot of it yeah. just depends on either fight design or on um, implementation, like how, how they implement it. Yeah, so it's um, interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. So immediately below that, we have summon Jade Serpent statue. It's trash, um, garbage. So this is what Hino was referring to earlier in chat. Uh, right now, how Jade's Serpent Statue works is you summon it, you put it down, it's a totem, effectively, and when you channel Soothing Mist, the statue also channels Soothing Mist on the target. That's it. So for zero, for eight seconds, number one, key here, for eight seconds, yeah. meaning if you actually want to make 100% use of this, every eight seconds you have to hit Soothing Mist, at least for one second, on a target. And then number two, the actual healing is fairly low. So yeah. basically a, a low, a low-ish spell power hot that goes on one target. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it, I mean, this is now this is currently a talent. It competes with our invoke GG and refreshing Jade Win, that line. You never take this in any yeah. content. There's always a better option. Yeah. Um I, I mean, I guess okay, we took it for Kelthazad, or sorry, um, yeah, Kel, not Kelthazad, but um KT. Kalthos. Yeah. We took it for for Kalthos early in progression, just because you needed the healing. Like the any additional healing helped, but in the grand scheme of things, like unless they expand 
what the statue actually does if it stays this way. You basically avoid this as a misweaver, um, pretty much in any content. And to be fair, like honestly, depending on what the Windwalker one is, you probably take the Windwalker one. Yeah. Um, if uh, it's we'll, a, if we'll get to if that. it's like another like damage based totem, right? Yeah, um, you probably do the same thing for Brewmaster. Um, but over, we'll really jump over the Windwalker one real quick because of that. Yeah. Uh, but for Brewmaster side, we have bounce back when a hit hit deals more than 20% of your maximum health, reduce all damage by some amount for six seconds. Uh, this is actually going to be shockingly difficult to trigger for Brewmaster. 20% of your health is like a lot, and it suffers from kind of the same problem that um, Mistweaver has with theirs, which mm-hmm. is that, you know, in a raid fight, if you're getting hit as a Brewmaster for more than 20% of your health, there's really two possibilities. One, you're fighting the Jailer. Or two, you just took a big tank hit and your co-tank has taunted, uh, taunted and now you don't need the damage reduction anymore. Right. So this is going to be fairly niche. Um, there are cases where... There, there are definite cases right now in the game where this is good. Um, it is just like... And I mean, even... Like, if you took this on the Jailer, you would effectively have 100% uptime on it. Like, as long as you're tanking, you would have this damage reduction. And in that case, it would be, like, bonkers good. Just, like, super, super, super good. Um, mm-hmm. If the number is, like, a 10% damage reduction, right? Yeah, You know, imagine just being able to take a 10% damage reduction that is active all of the time. Yeah, um, which, I mean, I think maybe the other thing, too, for this, because they do say it lasts for six seconds, it might be good anytime. Like you said, you take a big tank mechanic and you get taunted off of, but if the tank mechanic leaves any dot. sort of like, yeah. like a dot or something, like yeah. there's a couple, I feel like there's a couple of mechanics like that, um, which right. this could be useful for. Um, um, so the the thing right now is that stag- between Stagger and Celestial Brew for a lot of those, you're not going to, if it works the way that some of the other effects worded like this have worked, it's not going to trigger. Because mm-hmm. you will actually not have your health drop at all. Because Celestial Brew will absorb, you know, between Celestial Brew and Stagger, you'll absorb virtually all of it. And you'll take 10% of your max health in damage to, that actually hits your health bar. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, right. So this just isn't going to trigger. Now, if it looks at pre-stagger damage or pre-absorb damage, then this triggers effectively 100% of the time and it's just the most busted thing ever. <laughs> so I don't think it can do that. Right, it, okay. it, like it could be like post stagger, but then ignore like celestial brew and stuff. I don't know, but uh, this is going to be right now. I I expect this is going to be niche. It is also not yet implemented, so we cannot test the actual behavior at this time on alpha. Um, and then immediately below it, summon black ox statue. Uh, so this is the AOE taunt statue. Effectively, um. The threat that it does is almost never relevant. So what it pulses threat around you over time. And then if you taunt the statue, um, you can taunt all it taunts all enemies around the statue to yourself, not to the statue, to you, the tank. Um, and so that actually comes up fairly frequently. Like this came up on Orgazoa, it comes up on Vigilant Guardian, it comes up on uh just like all over the place. This is a, actually something that you would probably take in Mythic Plus pretty pretty routinely because what this does is you can drop this down in AoE Taunt um, basically on pull and have every single pack in the dungeon in AoE Taunt and never have to worry about threat again. 
ever. Mm. Yeah. And that's actually very, very compelling. But for Raid, this is um, also a niche pick. Like, there's a lot of fights where this doesn't do anything. Yeah. So... And I think I, the Mythic Plus angle, now that you say that, is even something like a like as a misweaver you could pick up if you wanted to split packs, right? So like if you wanted to, yeah. like you know, pull a mob out of a pack, you could drop statue first, trigger the pack, and then your tank could taunt the one mob you need to split and kill out of it, right? And your statue hopefully holds them long enough for you know uh, your group to. to you may be overestimating the amount of health that the statue has at a decent key level. Like that's it true will too. Not, yeah, that's true too. It will not live very long with things beating on it. Um, this is, uh, of course, also as far as like world and kind of casual content goes, this is the premier AOE farming talent. Like you drop statue in an area and it, it just like picks up everything. It actually got a ranged nerf specifically because of that, because it was too good at that. Cause it would also tag them. So you could just like lock other people out of farming an area by dropping statue. Nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, so you got a range nerf in BFA for that reason. Well, you know, roll a better class. <laughs> That's my solution. It's just oh, man. just washing over me. Yeah, I just you know, it's too. I have too much to give at this point. You know, it's true. <laughs> so what happens so when that, you have kids? There's just no empathy left for other humans. It's true. It is true. That's what <laughs> oh. you get for playing Miss Weaver. Um, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> which brings us to the windwalker section in the middle mm-hmm. which is the definitely the best of the like three things hitting three enemies whatever like doing something with three targets abilities uh when three consecutive abilities hit more than three enemies deal an additional x percent damage uh babs what do you think about that one um so there's a lot that we don't know about this yet, obviously, because it's not implemented. Um, the wording of it seems like it should be relatively straightforward. Um, but historically, stuff worded like this is never straightforward. Right. Um, you know, so there are questions like, what is the time frame? Right. You know, if I hit two abilities, or if two abilities hit, you know, say I'm finishing up a Mythic Plus pack... And my last, you know, say my spinning crane kick and my whirling dragon punch hit four targets. Yeah. Can I then start? Do I have to, I should say, start the next pack with an AOE ability that hits more than one target? Or does it reset in between? Does something like, you know, would that be something like, all right, so then I have to start. I don't have, maybe I don't have chi. I can't use tiger palm because it says consecutive abilities. Mm -hmm. Right. So do I then have to start and flying serpent kick into the middle, you know, to, to hit everything? Do I have right. to, I mean, you, you know, can chi burst sure in enough? theory, right? Right. Chi burst, you know, do I have enough chi for spinning crane kick or fists of fury? Um, you know, there's other things like in the Windwalker tree, because we have shadow boxing treads, yeah. your blackout kick can hit two additional targets. So, okay. Maybe you only need one chi. You go in, you start with blackout kick. It could be fantastic, right? Yeah. If you start with blackout kick and that gets you, that hits three targets and it puts Mark of the Crane on three targets, which it oh, should man, that sounds good. almost certainly do, you're probably going to be starting most trash packs that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that would be a really awesome way for it to function. The flip side of that is 
you know, other questions. All right. How consecutive does consecutive have to be? <laughs> you know, can I use an AOE ability that doesn't hit three ability, you know, things will, you know, is the check for whether you, you know, you check that box. Does it check for the ability or does it just check for targets hit? Um, mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. There's a lot of, of stuff. How long is the duration? How and- you know, if you if you do three abilities and the fourth ability hits three enemies, you know, if you do four abilities in a row, does the buff refresh? You know, right. does it start over? You know, there's there's a lot yeah. of stuff that's going to that could very easily take this talent from being essential anytime there's going to be more than one target to being so hilariously useless that it's just not functionally, you know, useful to, to even attempt. Right. I think actually, funnily enough, I think this is ta- this talent is better for Brewmaster. Oh, for uh, sure. hundred percent. Like you have all of those questions, right? And for Brewmaster, the answer is we don't fucking care. All of right. our abilities are going to hit more three or more targets in a, in a, in an AOE environment in a mythic plus environment. All of our abilities are going to get, are going to be hitting three or more targets because of, we also get shadow boxing treads in our spec tree. So blackout kick's gonna hit three more targets. Spinning crane kick, three more targets. Keg smash, three more targets. Breath of fire, three more targets. Rushing jade wind probably doesn't trigger this, but three more targets. <laughs> like literally, the only thing right. we're going to ha- we're gonna have two abilities that will not function in AOE. One of them is tiger palm, and we won't cast that in AOE. Nope. The other one is we actually get rising sun kick now as part of the class tree. I, I kind of glossed over this earlier. It's one of the starting nodes. It's currently hilariously overtuned on single target so um that's just a numbers thing though but it's gonna you know potentially throw a big wrench in the brewmaster rotation and and force us to like remath everything out um but rising sun kick is the other one so like but you can easily envision our like aoe rotation in keys being blackout kick keg smash breath of fire Spinning crane kick, blackout kick, kick smash, spinning crane kick, and just like doing that on loop and just maintaining this buff with 100% uptime. Yep, because you don't yeah. have those single target builders like right. Windwalker has that we yep. have to use. Yep. The other thing too, and I don't know if this actually ever occurs for you guys, but when it says three consecutive abilities, I'm assuming that if you like casted two AOE abilities and then rolled, it breaks the chain. Or you cast two so. AOE abilities and then purifying brew... And, and it breaks the chain. And but sometimes that is the case, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's not. not. The case. Yeah, it's true. So look at Windwalker Mastery as an example of how complicated this can get. Right. Where Windwalker Mastery effectively has a whitelist of spells that that affected it all: spells that break mastery, spells that contribute to mastery. So if you press Fortifying Brute, that does not count for Windwalker Mastery. If you cast um, Flying Serpent Kick, that does because it's it's on the whitelist. It's on the the. Um, I mean, technically it does damage, but like practically mm-hmm. you only use it for the mastery reset um, or for mobility. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's the kind of thing where like they could put together a whitelist of like, you know, hey, purifying brew, celestial brew, all your defensives don't don't count for this. So you, you're not going to have to worry about breaking your streak mm-hmm. in order to trigger this. Um, but... On the other hand, like a purifying brew, I guess that is the big thing. If purifying brew breaks this, that makes it way worse right. for, for Brewmaster because you're going to be purifying a lot as things currently stand. 
right? Yeah. Does roll break it? You know, like you said, yeah. like roll for all three specs, like that's a big deal. Do I have to just squeeze in, you know, a throwaway flying serpent kick or something so I can roll out? Because right. if I flying serpent kick out of something, there's not three targets over there. But yeah. there's three targets here, you know, like how much do we have to play around that? And yeah. it can really take it from being, oh, this is awesome and largely automatic to, oh, this is terrible. I hate how much I have to think about this. And yeah, the micromanagement of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess for like Mistweaver in terms of abilities, we we only have one baseline, which is spinning crane kick, right? That'll hit more than three targets. I guess, I mean, and we'll have chi burst if you take it. And then we actually have our own version of shadow boxing. Um, but it says it only strikes the, the wording seems weird. It's not implemented yet, but the wording is either it only strikes two targets or it's your blackout kick target plus two more. It just depends on the implement that. So we might right. have a way to also trigger it, but you won't take that talent generally ever. Um, right. at least in, in the way it's the currently laid out. So or yeah, you the won't misweaver. take it for the talent itself. You might take it for what is beneath it. Right. The, I mean, the heal, yeah, the healing side of the things. Yeah, for, for sure. So, um, but yeah, no, this is, I mean, I'm interested to see how this works, particularly, I, like I said, for Windwalkers. And um, if it works very nicely for Brewmaster, it'd be funny if everybody just starts to talent to the, whatever this final capstone is. Right. So the final capstone is not actually there, not even, not yet implemented. It's not really I, I think designed um, or at least to a point that they're happy to show it off. The, um, we suspect you know, this is a, this is yeah. a zoo statue, right? Yeah. We re- there is a texture. There is a model in the game that was data mined. Um, I don't remember when that is basically a zoo statue. Um, so we assume that that's what this is going to be. What it does is, you know, remains to be seen the, you know, years ago at this point, almost a decade ago maybe a decade ago you know now that i'm thinking about it there was a zuen statue um and what it did was you would pop it down and it caused melee strikes that were done if i remember correctly melee strikes that were done in a certain radius of the statue zapped out light or nature damage to targets to enemy targets within range so it was just kind of a damage amp Um, so that, that could be, it could be that it could be a wind, you know, a, um, wind rush totem, you know, type situation. Right. Um, you know, certainly I wouldn't mind, you know, if it were to multiply wind walking, you know, by 10, you know, for (laughs) extra, you know, for 30 seconds or whatever, you know, whatever, while it's up, there's a bunch of other things. My thought, my leading hypothesis, or maybe just you know, what I want is because evokers have the cooldown that allows that increases melee range by like 20 yards or whatever. Uh If this was a statue that you put down at range and then melee attacked the statue and the statue zapped, you know, the boss or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, to allow melee another way to attack from range. I think that would be really cool. I have long, you know, uh, advocated for windwalkers being a range spec. Um, so having, <laughs> having a tool that that's know, just because enable... you want to not be in the melee pile. <laughs> yeah. But I still want to play Windwalker, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, awesome. and I, and I think of all the melee specs, you know, Windwalker has the most potential to become a range spec. Um, so having a talent that, that does stuff in something like that, you know, I mean, that would be pretty big, 
you know, for, for Melee to be able to do that, to continue, um, even if it is just the same as Evoker, you know, an AOE, um, you know, Melee range increase, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that can be a pretty useful thing on many fights. I have a I have a hard time imagining something for this statue that would not be better for Brewmaster than the Ox statue, except in cases where you actually do want the AOE taunt. Like the Ox statue is really just not. As far as capstones go, it's fairly unexciting. Yeah, I I, I mean I think to be fair, even like the Mistweaver suffers a very similar one on our side. It's just not not well, exciting. Which gettable. Yeah. It, it, at least like the brewmaster one like the ox statue is very good like let's not get that wrong the ox statue is good and losing ox statue like not having ox statue somewhere in the tree would be really bad for brewmasters um versus like miss weaver if there were no jade serpent statue you would literally not care yeah well, no, and like most of the time if you have the extra two damn it you know the extra two points grabbing bounce back is really right. nice you know, yeah. for, for that would actually be really part. nice for for Windwalker and Mistweaver, yeah. actually I mean, maybe more anybody. so than than yeah. Brewmaster. Like you think, like thirty five percent is like a raid DR CD category, right? But just right. taking twenty percent of your max health, that's like the bombs on the jailer are twenty percent of your max health, right? And right. then you sometimes drop from the bombs on the jailer into the torments on the jailer, and you have the DR from the first hit to reduce the second hit and give you like a greater chance of surviving. And like right. that actually seems really good for you all. Yeah. Master. That's and, the... our, and our limit is smaller, right? Because our health yeah. goals are smaller. So right. it's much easier for a Windwalker or a Mistweaver to hit that that 20%. You know, the same damage is not going to take a, a Brewmaster down below that threshold. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I think looking at the, I mean, I know we, we don't have too much time here, but looking at the whole class tree, right? In terms of like, from from at least like Mistweaver's perspective, is it, I think we can find uses for pretty much anything on like the Windwalker things or the Brewmaster things to make yeah. use of, which I don't see Brewmasters and Windwalkers having the same luxury. Like, I, like for no. Windwalker, right? Maybe it's the damage reduction. Maybe it, and it's definitely the damage amp, right? side of it but you have zero healing spells you don't care about you know the the save them all talent right yeah it's literally not possible for no way trigger save them all it's not possible like we have one spell i guess uh we could trigger it with like cheapers yeah it literally just cheapers that's all we yeah yeah Um, so so i feel like at least as a misweaver the general class tree like having the options are nice there are definitely some like dead areas and like some weird pathing areas particularly like i feel like the left hand side like misweaver in general is going to go towards the middle almost immediately and maybe to the far right yeah pick up the interrupt and the left hand side is basically fairly dead at least in the middle areas so yeah i I mean brewmaster is going to be the same way i think looking at it like when my first impressions were that like for mistweaver it's okay cool here's all this stuff from the other specs that i can now use yeah. Right. right. For Windwalker, it's, oh, here's all the stuff that I have. And now I get to have more of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then for Brewmaster, it's kind of, a you know, a similar situation. If here's all the stuff that I'm having, here's even more. Oh, my gosh. And here's Diffuse Magic. Yeah. yeah. You know, like. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think overall, you know, you know, pathing, obviously, the, the big head scratcher for me is paralysis required for four brew. You know, that yeah. doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Uh yeah. You know, just because it doesn't make any sense. Like the fact that a Windwalker has to take paralysis, like I'm not saying paralysis is useless because it is useful. But yeah. The frequency in which it's useful is nowhere near as often as Fort Brew or 
I mean, Windwalker, ha- we have to go through all that and to get to Expel Harm. You know, yeah, that's Expel a lot. Harm is the weird one looking at it from a, a Windwalker perspective because it's yeah. so, like, it's a rotational ability. You use it to generate chi. Uh-huh. Um, so then you have to, like, or maybe I don't need the defensive, right? Maybe Diffuse and Dampen and Touch of Karma are enough on this fight, but okay, I have to go into all this stuff just to get Expel Your rotational anyway. and chi generator, a, yeah. because it's, it's a big cost. It's, it's the cheapest chi generator, right? It's 15 mm-hmm. energy for a chi. Yep, you pretty much want to use it on cooldown, you know, yeah. and it enables us to generate chi and you know manage our our energy cap, you know, away from the target. Like it's yeah, you know, keep mastery going, all that stuff. It's it's one of the most universally useful abilities, and you know that a windwalker has. Yeah, and you know, Fort Brew is generally going to be useful, and there's a lot of times that paralysis is going to be useful, you know, but it's still a big cost to get down to expel harm. Yeah, I mean, for Brewmaster, like we're pretty much always going to take Fort Brew because we're a tank, and like you're gonna you're gonna take Fort Brew because it's always good, and you're gonna take Diffuse Magic when it's good, and you're gonna take Dampen Harm when it's good, uh, but you're always going to take Fort Brew, right? Um, and as a result of that, you can always take Spell Harm, but you don't need to. I mean, I think actually the the argument here is that the you want the avoidance talent, and your options are pick the rank two of touch of death or pick expel harm and i think in 99 percent of the scenarios you just take expel harm and you use that to unlock your avoidance talent mm-hmm. oh. yeah I but i mean uh, not yet implemented stuff aside some of the weirdness with the capstones aside where like honestly they're not very powerful <laughs> compared to a lot of capstones like i guess for yeah. brewmaster like being able to take ox statue without giving up ring of peace is very compelling for keys um because that was always yeah. the trade-off that we have right now is you take ring of peace or you take blackhawk statue and ring of peace is just better in so many ways but if you can have both then you get to have an aoe taunt for every pack and also ring of peace to handle casters and sanguine and whatever other repositioning mm-hmm. things you may have um which is very good so there's definitely like a compelling reason to like take both and always have an aoe taunt and ring of peace and your windwalker damage amp (laughs) right exactly Um, exactly but you you definitely end up skipping like i would probably skip most of the left side of the tree i would not take very many windwalker misweaver things like i would if i had to if i wanted to take ring of peace and i wanted to take the windwalker damage amp and i wanted to take uh, Black Ox statue, I would just not take any of the Vivify powers. I would just skip them all. Mm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which I think is fine from that perspective. Right. right. Which does leave you with, like, that leaves you with Diffuse Magic, Dampen Harm, Fortifying Brew, Reduce Cooldown on Fortifying Brew, Ring of Peace, Ox statue, our theoretical Zuan statue, the one minute touch of death, um, the damage amp for hitting three targets, and like that's just a huge amount of value from this tree and i still have a single point left that i can use on soothing mist heck yeah (laughs) (laughs) one point left for soothing mist yeah but yeah i mean i guess to kind of wrap things up i think this tree is very good for brewmaster i'm a like the end of the tree i think needs work there's some weird dependency things with like paralysis and soothing mist that i think need work but overall i think it's pretty good 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I don't, I think, I mean, other than the capstones being like the, I think the problem from a miss, my point of my point of view is that the end of the class tree just isn't very compelling. Like the final two rows from like a pure healing perspective are just not exciting. Right. Like they're not, Mm -hmm. Hey, wow. I want to get down here. There's a bunch of stuff before that, that I want to pick up. Right. That I think is cool. Um, but once you get to the bottom, it's just like, eh, like I'll just put all my points in like the middle tier, you know, set of things and then maybe could, maybe get yeah. the end stuff so i could definitely see there being builds where you actually don't take anything below the 20 point gate you spend 100 yeah. percent of your points before you hit the 20 right. point gate oh yeah and and you don't take any of the statues you don't take any of the auras you don't take any of the final row stuff um like maybe you'd still take the one minute touch of death and that's like it yeah yeah um but yeah we will yep. see. I this is one, especially with some of the stuff being so not yet implemented or under construction at the bottom. I expect some fairly significant changes to mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, I yeah. think I think almost, you know, if nothing else, I think we'll see a change to the right side. You know, kind of free up that paralysis into Fort Brew stuff. I think that just doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah. But uh we are over time and I know Babs is supposed to be doing DMing for the Pico Strand, the D&D game. Yeah, boy. Which, um, if you are a patron, if you like this show and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Pico Strand, you can support it over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pico Strand. And one of the perks of being a patron is that you can join the Pico Strand D&D campaign DM'd by Babylonius himself. Yep. which is starting three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that the means... The nice thing about being DM is it doesn't start till I get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that does mean that we need to wrap up the show for today. So thank you all for listening. Uh, and next week, we will be picking one of the specs and going through a deep dive in their spec tree. I don't think we know which one yet. It's going to depend on who we can get on the show because we're going to want to get a couple of people from each spec on the on the show to really do a deep dive on their talent builds. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but we'll figure that out. It's going to be one of the spec trees next week. Uh, but that is it for the show, the show today, if I can talk. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.